good to see you. I missed you. As many of you know, we have uh, been traveling, Pastor Aaron, myself, Pastor Josiah, and we were in the Holy Land for a few days, and we're like jet lag, a little bit right meow. <laughs> and uh, so who knows what this sermon is going to be like. But I was um, really just want to take a moment and kind of put a little bit of a ribbon, just kind of tie off the end of the series that we've talked through. And as you can remember, through the entire series, we have talked through the tabernacle prayer. And Pastor Tommy did an incredible job on Sunday and so grateful for him. But in this series, we uh, covered, and just and many of you received these cards, and just the outline that we talked through. And so I really just want to do something I've never done at church in the history of preaching, um, and I'll tell you about it in just a moment. But I uh, was pretty amazed going to Israel. I've never been, and seeing the things that we saw was incredible. We saw the place called Calvary, and we saw the empty tomb, and went to Capernaum, saw Peter and Peter's mother-in-law's house, saw the south gate of the temple, referring to scripture, and Acts chapter 3 that I just read, stood on the steps where that miracle took place. We went to uh, places like um, the Galilee, across Galilee, went through Abraham's country, drove through the mountains, the Judean desert, the wilderness where Jesus was tempted. We saw synagogues where Jesus taught. We saw the wine press in Nazareth that was there when Jesus was a boy. Went to Bethlehem and we got to see some cool things, but there was one thing that I just really wasn't expecting on the trip. In fact, I wasn't expecting it because I didn't know much about it. I hate to admit to you as a pastor, there's some things I don't know. But we were driving in the middle of the Judean desert and uh, our tour guide, there's about 38 of us, our tour guide is saying, I'm gonna take you somewhere special that a lot of tourists don't get to go. I'm like, awesome, we're gonna do something amazing. So we travel up this mountain forever and a day and we finally arrive at our location, and he gets out, and he's showing us. It's, it's in an arid area. It's very dry, very, um, it's, we're in a hill, dry country. Not a lot of trees, small vegetation. And he is so excited to tell us about this location. And I'm trying to think, like, oh, man, this is going to be the place where Jesus turned water into wine. This is going to be the place where Blind Bartimaeus was healed. I didn't know what we were getting into. And the man said, you right now are standing in Shiloh. And I was like, what? <laughs> Come on, be honest with me. How many of you don't even know what I'm talking about right now? But just, what are you talking about Shiloh in the Bible? Because we're thinking New Testament. I wasn't thinking Shiloh. And we're standing there, and he begins to explain to us the history of Shiloh. And then I begin to remember. And, and so just to let you go through this again, Shiloh, and I'm already preaching if you're waiting for me to start. I'm doing it right now. Shiloh was placed right beyond the Jordan River to the west. God tells Moses, I want my children to be set free from Egypt. Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 25, he explains to Moses that I want a tabernacle built to be with my people. We've talked about that all month long. And so throughout the book of Genesis, or excuse me, the book of Exodus, we find the children of Israel in transit. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, 
Numbers, Deuteronomy. Those books talk about the family of Abraham, the, the, the descendants of Abraham, the children of Israel, all of that, the bondage, the slavery, and then them being free. When Moses dies, we switch over to the book of Joshua. Joshua's now the new leader of the people. And what happens is Joshua takes full authority. Moses has passed. The scripture says they crossed the Jordan River. When they crossed the Jordan River, the Bible lets us know that they then battle with Jericho. After they battle Jericho, they come to a place called Shiloh. Just giving you some Bible context for something that nobody in this room knew about. <laughs> come to a place called Shiloh. It is at Shiloh that they then stand together and Joshua begins to break off every single group or tribe to their specific regions throughout the land of Israel. But the interesting thing about Shiloh is that it was the place that after they found permanent residence from the wilderness, that they set the tabernacle up for 369 years. And when he said that, I thought, I've been preaching on the tabernacle all month. I'm very curious now about Shiloh. And he begins to explain to us that you can see to this day the remains and the layout of Shiloh and something really interesting about Shiloh, it was the place where every year, every tribe came back several times a year, by the millions, by the way, and stood on mountains all the way around, gathered at this spot. Joshua chapter one, verse one, that's chapter 18, verse one. Now, that the land was under the Israelite control, the entire community of Israel gathered at Shiloh and set up the tabernacle. So here's biblical context of what I'm standing in a few days ago. Every couple of months, those people would return back, or sometimes once a year, depending on the feast, they would return back and they would stand all around these mountains. I have a picture of it just to help you, help aid your understanding. This is, this is kind of hard to see, but as you look down, there's mountains like that all the way around it. And every year the children of Israel would come and gather at the mountains. If you can see that small little brown area, there's the 12 flags representing the 12 tribes of Israel. That, that area is where they believe the tabernacle sat. Well, I was so intrigued, how would you even know that? This is what they told us. They said, as you've come in, if you look all around your feet, you will see broken pottery everywhere, everywhere. And he was right. We looked down and there was pottery everywhere. And we didn't know what I'm about to tell you. Jewish writings inform us that when the people would come all from around their tribes, I hope you're still with me. They'd come from all around their tribes. They would bring their sacrifices for the priest to take into the tabernacle and to take them to that burnt offering place. And then the remains of the animal was given back to the head of the house, the head of the house. So if it was my family going, my family would wait on the mountain and I would bring my sacrifice with my pottery, with the clay pottery. I would have the priest do the sacrifice. He would bring me the remains of the animal I would put it in the jar. I would go back to my family and I would cook the remains left of the animal and we would celebrate and have fun and hang out with friends and family we haven't seen. Think of like a tailgating party. Like it's just crazy all over these mountains. Thousands and thousands of people eating and cooking and hanging out for seven days and they would go back home. Now here's what's interesting. When they were done, Listen to this, when they were done, the Bible tells us they would take that jar of pottery and they would smash it on the ground. 
breaking the clay pots all over the sides of these mountains. You gotta think they were doing that several times a year for almost 400 years. There is pottery everywhere. And they said, what I found interesting is how you know where the tabernacle was is because there was no pottery in that place. It was all around it. And I don't know about you, but as soon as that tour guide turned his head, I did what every one of you would have done. And I brought with me some illegal paraphernalia. Only Mississippi would clap about this. In Ohio, they'd call the cops. Of Mississippi, were like, yeah, baby. I want you to listen to me. These are from the children of Israel, broken on the earth in celebration. And I felt the Lord, when I was there that day, begin to speak to me and tell me, as they broke things on holy ground. God can still break things on holy ground. And I don't know who I'm preaching to tonight, but when they were after, when they were in the presence of God, in that holy place, celebrating the fact of the forgiveness of sin or celebrating the fact of the gathering together and the unity, they would take that pot and they would throw it on the ground and they would break it. And I've just come to tell you today that when we are in the presence of God, things can still break. Depression can still break and anger can still break. And when I'm reading the scripture, it's almost like I'm on holy ground and things begin to break and when I'm in the presence of God and I'm hearing the worship and I'm feeling his sense I'm sensing his sweet anointing and I'm hearing the word of God preach it's almost like those vessels are breaking all around us and I've been in services where you can't see them break but you can almost feel them in the spirit where people are being set free all across the room joining us online where the presence of God is moving and the Bible says where the anointing is, the yoke shall be destroyed. It's just a reminder of after they had experienced the tabernacle, they were saying what we brought here to God we are not bringing back home. I'm transferring once and for all the thing I've presented to God and it is not leaving from Shiloh. It is staying in this mountain. And I've come to tell you today what we've been talking through and finalizing tonight with the 21 days of prayer and through the pattern of prayer is prayer is not over till you transfer the burden. Break the pot. Cast all your cares on him and refuse to bring it back from Shiloh. And here's the good thing. Now that we are under the dispensation of grace and we are with God or in Christ, we don't have to go to Shiloh no more. We don't have to get on a plane and fly next to Pastor Josiah for 12 hours. We don't have to eat little dishes they eat only Mediterranean food. It's like the worst. <laughs> I came back, the first thing we did, Pastor Tommy picked us up from the airport. I said, man, we gotta go to Bob Roberts in Starkville, that barbecue joint. Because they don't, but they're kosher. They don't eat pork. I'm like, you guys don't know what you're missing. <laughs> and the steak and the chicken they did have, they've had for 6,000 years, and they're still not good at making it. I'm sorry, I know they're your chosen people, but help them out a little bit. I stood there and went to that spot. Shards of pottery all around me, our team's walking around, and I've done what I've taught you for the last month. I just did the tabernacle prayer right there. 
as, and, and Pastor Aaron and Pastor Josiah, they were there. We laid on our face. And I know there's, I know that's just a spot. And it's just a, it's just a special part in the history of God. We laid on our face right there. And we prayed. We talked to God. The bus was waiting. Tour guide was trying to be nice. But we were reminded in that place that things can still break. Things can still change. And when we really transfer things to God in holy places, holy moments, everything can change. And so what I want to do tonight is to remind you, number one, I need to ask God to forgive me for stealing. But I want you tonight to join me in something I've never done. I want to pray through the tabernacle prayer with all of you. This is simple. So I'm not coming down and passing around a microphone. I just want you to join me in faith. And let's pray together. Can we do it? Bible says that my house shall be called a house of prayer. God loves when his people pray. The Bible teaches us that when we pray, things happen. The scripture says that the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous avails much. In other words, there's a passion to prayer. There's a lifestyle of prayer that yields results. But many of us, are praying wish me prayers like God just I hope things are better tomorrow just kind of pushing it up to heaven there is something about walking in the confidence and praying in some sort for me the outline that I use is the tabernacle prayer but the enemy oftentimes convinces us that we don't have you know we're dirty we're this we're that but I want to tell you tonight with my jet lag self, there's nothing like, the, there's nothing like when you find that vein of prayer and you can flow. And so that's what we're going to do tonight. So why don't you stand with me all over the room? Let's just stand up. If you're joining us online, why don't you stand up too? You already saved the gas money not to come. <laughs> If, you're, if you want to, you can come to the altars. If you want to make your seat a place to pray, I'm fine if you want to walk around, stay off the stage, somebody will attack you. As you can see behind me, I'm just going to literally pray this through. At one point, I'm going to ask you to go to your seat or bring your communion with you, and I just want us to pray together. And here's the thing, you don't even have to talk the whole time. You can just be in agreement with me, right? That's the power of agreement. So you may be thinking, well, I don't know what to say in all this. I want you to just, you don't have to fake anything. You just talk to God the way you just talk to God. And when you feel, I may say something that you agree with. All you got to do is say, amen. I'm in agreement. Yes, God, for my family. Just something. Stay in the power and the presence of prayer. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? Father, we thank you tonight as we come to the tabernacle gate. We are reminded that we enter your gates with thanksgiving and we enter your courts with praise. So we thank you for our church building. We thank you for our church members. We thank you for every person who gives to this church, every person who serves at this church. We thank you for every family member, every man, woman, boy, and girl. Thank you for food in our cabinets. Thank you for clothes on our backs. Thank you for healthy children. Thank you that we have breath in our bodies and sight in our eyes and hearing in our ears. We thank you that we have have the ability to cognizantly understand the words that I'm speaking. Thank you, Father, that we have you. Thank you that we have our church and we praise you and we give you the glory and the honor. I'm reminded of the story or the verse that says, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And Father, we come to the brazen altar where we are reminded 
of the finished work of Jesus, where we are reminded where your blood was shed on Calvary for us to have salvation from eternal damnation and the punishment of our sin. We not only thank you for salvation, we thank you for healing, that by your stripes we are healed. We thank you for it. We thank you not only for salvation and healing, but we thank you for freedom. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. We thank you for the blood. What has washed, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Come on, just tell them, say thank you. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for sacrifice. Thank you for standing in my place. Thank you for, you didn't have to do it, but you did it anyway. I didn't deserve it, but while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. I didn't earn any of it. I couldn't stand up to you, so you stooped down to me. I'm thankful for the cross. I'm thankful for Calvary. I'm thankful for the blood. Come on, Pastor Tyson, sing it. What can wash away my Come on, all over the room, sing it to heaven. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And what can make me hold again? See, nothing but the blood. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There is power. Sing that one. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood. Come on, anybody thankful? Of the land. Come on, anybody grateful? There is power, power, wonder. If you will, grab your communion. In the spirit of prayer, we're reminded of the night before the death of your son. While we're in the spirit of prayer, we take this moment and we thank you. You said, this is my body. You said, this is my blood to do this in remembrance of me. And before we start giving you our prayer request, and before we start asking you for your help, and before we start asking you for stuff, we just pause. And no, we can't go any further until we walk through the blood. We can't get any further till we pass through the finished work of Jesus. No man can come to the Father lest they go through the Son. And we can't come any closer. We're as close as we can get. We can only be thankful at the gate, looking in. But God, I'm reminded tonight that we have access to God through the blood of Jesus. Romans chapter 5 verse 1 says that we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So we thank you for the blood of Jesus. You may take communion. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, Pastor Tyson, one more time. Thank you, Jesus. What can wash away my sin? 
looking unto Jesus, who's the author and the finisher of our faith. And what can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And Father, we come in past the brazen altar and we go to the laver. The birdbath looking thing with the mirrors at the bottom and we take a moment to reflect and we look at ourselves and we see who we are and Father, we look and we say, we're sorry. Forgive us of our pride. Forgive us of our anger. Forgive us of our, of our arrogance. Forgive us of our thoughts that don't align with you. Forgive us of our behavior and our words and what we've looked at and what we've scrolled past and who we've talked to and the things we've said and where we fall short. The Bible says that all have fallen short. And the Bible also says that if anyone confess their sins he is faithful and just to forgive us and to wash us of our unrighteousness so father it is in this place that we rinse ourselves present ourselves a living sacrifice unto you holy and acceptable this is our reasonable service so, Father, as Job said, I commit my eyes to you that I will not look upon a woman in lust. I commit my ears to you that I will not hear things that pull me away. And you will not lead me into the paths of temptation that will harm me. Father, I pray that I won't speak things with my mouth that do not align with your word. The Bible says in a multitude of words, there wanteth not sin. Keep my mouth from speaking blessings and cursings. Let it just be a place of fresh water, not bitter water. Father, let my hands be what you want them to be. Let my hands be clean. Let my feet, the Bible says, to ponder the path of my feet. Father, I pray that nobody in this room that's married to a person will ever wander in another person's bedroom. I pray that every person in this room who's married won't scroll to another person's page that's not their spouse. Uh, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that we won't handle or do things or walk away from things or do things that are not aligned with you. And we ask you to give us the strength to walk, to live, and to be who you want us to to be. We wash here. Father, we next come to the table of showbread, or shoebread, where we are reminded of the promises of God, the written word of God, the bread of God, the manna that was every day dropped in the wilderness. We thank you, Father, for the promises of your word. The Bible says that your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalms 119.11 says that your word is, is hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says that if I meditate on the word day and night, it will make my way prosperous and I'll have good success. There are 7,000 promises in your word that according to 1 Peter that we can hold on to that unlocks the kingdom of God and the inheritance of your kingdom in our lives. So Father, I speak promises over them. If there's somebody in here that's dealing with condemnation, Romans chapter 8 verse 1 says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus that walk not in the spirit, but walk not in the flesh, but walk after the spirit. We pray it and declare it over you, the promise of God. Eat that bread tonight. Give us this day our daily bread. Somebody praying for a wayward son or a wayward daughter. We pray that if you raise them up in the way that they should go, when they are older, they will not depart from it. The Bible says that his word will not return unto us void. That when we speak it, God wants to hear his own words back to him. When we say it and we believe it, it begins to change the atmosphere around us. We don't just believe it in our head. We say it with our mouth. 
Life and death is in the power of the tongue. I speak healing, people needing healing right now by his stripes. We are healed. That's a promise. I just hold true to the promise. We hold to your word and we thank you. Father, we come to the laver, which is the seven candlesticks that represent the Holy Spirit. Isaiah chapter 11 verse 1 teaches us about the seven characteristics of the Holy Spirit teaching us the different manifestations and, and personality traits of the Holy Spirit. Things like might and knowledge and wisdom and all of those characteristics are in me, are in them. And I pray all of them begin to manifest. I pray for all nine fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control to be manifest inside of them. All nine gifts of the Spirit. Uh, I pray all of them begin to manifest through them. So Holy Spirit, do a work in us. Do a work through us. If you want to do something through us, do it through me. We are available. We are, we are available people. If you got a prophetic word for someone at the bank, give it to me and I'll give it to them. Father, if you want to use me, Use me in the spirit of faith to help somebody who needs a healing or a miracle. If you got an interpretation, give it to me. If you got a dream, give it to me. If you got let me be a vessel for you. Holy Spirit, as Jesus said, lead us, teach us, remind us. John 14, 15, 16. Do that. Greater works will we do because you've gone to the Father. We thank you that you sent an advocate and a comforter for us, that the Holy Spirit can, I feel the anointing now, I feel it in the room, that the Holy Spirit can lead us and guide us and direct us. I pray there's somebody in the room looking for direction. You've been lost for a little bit. Don't know which way to turn. Don't know which way to go. I got a word for you. The Bible says that your steps are ordered and he has not forgotten about you and he's got his hands on you. And since you were in your mother's womb, he's not forgot about you. We thank you for the Holy Spirit lighting our path, warming our souls, making the Word of God available to us. And Father, we next come to the altar of incense. This is the place where we worship. This is the place where we take some time. We don't rush this moment. We've repented. We've been reminded of your goodness. We've been reminded of the blood, but we've come to this place, and we just need to tell you how good you are. If you're comfortable, why don't you just put your hands up? Maybe put your hands out. Maybe put your hands on your heart. To worship you, I live. To live, I worship you. Come on, worship the king in the house. Come on, worship the king in the house. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, sing it to him right now. Come on, you, you worship. You hear you sing. You hear you talk to God. Thank you, Jesus. I can't do this without you. Come on, the Holy Spirit's pulling on someone to get on your knees in this room. Come on, right where you are, make your chair an altar. To worship 
Thank you, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, to worship you, I live. To worship you, I live, I live. To worship you, God. Only you, Lord. To worship you. Yeah, that's it. Come on, let heaven hear you sing. Let we heaven sing hear you. you sing. We sing to you. We sing to us. Bible says that he inhabits the praises of his people. He will push right past cathedrals. He'll go find you in a storefront church if somebody's praising him. He'll move right past hospital beds, walk out of churches and find somebody in a prison cell that knows how to praise him. He wants to be around somebody who sees him for who he is and just takes a moment and says, I worship you right with who, I just give it to you, God. Everything, the sacrifice of praise, I turn it over to you. Everything I got, everything I am, everything I'm not, I give it to you, God. Come on, worship the king in the house. The Bible says to clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. We might as well worship the king. We might as well give him glory. We might as well give him praise. Somebody sing it. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made. 
It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about Sing it again, church. Jesus, I'm coming back to the heart of worship when it's all about you. It's not about who's singing. It's all about It's not about you, who's here. Jesus, it's just about you. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made when it's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you, Jesus. Father, we've gone through this prayer. And now, in this moment, we're going to step into what the Scripture refers to as the Holy of Holies. This is the place in the Old Testament where you dwelled. You were there. The Bible says it is there that you would meet and you would speak with us. So before we come in, we've been thankful. Before we come in, we've been washed in the blood. Before we come in, we've been washed by the word and we've been repentant and we've held on to your promises and we've been warmed by your spirit and we've worshiped you. But now we come in boldly into the throne of grace to find mercy and grace to help in our time of need. So Father, now's the time I'm bringing the needs. Father, I got many, many needs. One of my needs is I need help in my mind and help in my church and help with my kids. And Father, I pray for the needs a vibrant church. I pray that our church grows not just in numbers, but in spirit and strength and maturity and grow in favor with God and man. I pray that your special spirit will be on vibrant church in every single member and they will see and feel the change of God's wind moving in their life. I pray the financial needs will always be met. Let us have supernatural financial breakthroughs this year, like of which we've never seen. You've been good last year with two and a half million. What could you do this year? And we bring the needs to you. We bring the debt to you. We bring families in grief and families in sorrow and families in need. And we bring you all of the needs. And we say, Father, heal, deliver, set free, save, minister, touch and be with every single person. Be with our church, God. Be with our region. Be with the city of Columbus. Father, we pray your peace and protection over our city. Close down every crack house, God. Close down everything that's working against the kingdom of God. And we speak against it now. I pray in the name of Jesus. Anybody's son or daughter in this room that will shoot heroin up in the next 24 hours are going to get sick, are not going to be able to take it anymore going to be quaking and saying, what did that preacher pray? What about my mama? What did she say to me? I pray in the name of Jesus, they're going to come running into the house of God. It don't got to even be this house. Be every house. Fill every church. Be with every pastor. Be with every worship team. Let revival come in our city. Let it come to pass in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for our elected officials. We pray for our mayor, our mayor. Keith Gaskin, we pray you give him wisdom and insight. We pray you surround him with the right individuals. We pray for our governor, uh, Tate Reeves. We pray in the name of Jesus, you give him wisdom and insight. We pray for our president, Joe Biden, and all the Congress and the vice presidents, and we pray for all of them to have the wisdom, and if they don't know you, visit them in their dreams. Let them not be able to get away from you. Let the prayers of their mama, their grandmama, their great-grandfather, let it follow them all the days of their life. Give them the wisdom and the insight. Baptize them in the Holy Ghost. Let them never be able to run away from you all the days of their life. God, you said in your word, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And we pray over the United States of America that we will have a heart after you. If my people will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. And so we pray in the name of Jesus, revival in our land, revival in our churches. Be with the nation of Israel. Be with our world and we thank you for it and Satan it gives us great pleasure to tell you to get under our feet. We rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Get your hands off every marriage. Get your hands off every child. Get your hands off every church and we give you the pleasure
praise and the glory and the honor, God, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, come on, give God a big praise in the house. Come on, give him glory. Give him honor. To worship you, I live. Come on, let's worship him all over the room. Come on, you've been praying. You might as well praise him now. Jesus. I don't know your name, but God says, I've known your name all the days of your life. I've seen you in the mother's womb, and you've only made it this far because you've worshiped. You've only lived this far because you are. You shouldn't be here, but God has put a hedge of protection around you, and you are here today because he says, I got your back, and no weapon formed against you has been able or will be able to prosper. Somebody give God praise in the house. Hey, honey. Come with me, Tyler. I'm up here all by myself. What's up, man? What's up, JB? Good to see you, man. Good to see you. Good to see you. Hey, my friend. You doing good? Raise your hands for me. Can I pray for you? Father, I thank you for my brother. I thank you for the calling of God on his life. The devil tried to get him off track, but he's still here. The devil tried to wreck your world, but you're still here. Tried to pull you off the path, but you're still here. But he says, I got you. I'm leading you. Not only am I leading you, but I'm using you. What the enemy meant for evil, God's going to turn it for the good. All things have worked together for the good. To them that love God are called according to his purpose. And I thank you, God. I thank you, God. You're going to use this man. What's your name? Robin Williams. What is it? Robin Williams. Robin Williams? Yes, sir. Robert? Robin Williams. You changed your name three times in a row, brother. <laughs> God's going to use you, man. Thank you. God's going to use you. God's going to use you. Hey, Bob. Come on, worship the king all over the room. I just want to pray with people. If you want prayer, just jump in the aisle. I'll pray with you right now. Come on, worship God all over the room. Let us become more aware of 
I want you to do me a favor before we transition the service. I want you to do me a favor. If you're close to a family member or a friend, I would love for you to take a moment and I would love for you to pray for them. You may be, you don't, I just encourage you, don't make it uncomfortable. If you don't know them, that's okay. But if you just wanna grab a hand, maybe put a hand on a shoulder, and I just want you to pray for them. I want you to speak life over them. I want you to pray the blessings of God. So go ahead, go ahead. I want you to tell them, speak the life of God. Speak favor over them. Speak healing over their marriage. Pray the strength of God in their heart and their life. Come on, the, we're in the holy of holies now. Pray for anger to go. Pray for their children to be blessed. Pray their kids will always walk in the favor of God. Pray their kids will always be led by the Spirit.
Give them healing in their body. Give them wisdom and insight. Wisdom and insight. Every one of these requests, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you bring healing power, healing power, deliverance to the captives, healing to the sick and the broken and the shattered, salvation to the lost. Father, these needs are many, but your strength is so mighty. We pray it and believe it in Jesus' name. Every request, every need, we bring it to you. We bring it to you. We bring it to you. Come on, people are wiping tears all over the room. Pray for Tyler over here. Strengthen him. Let him pass every test. Touch his body. We believe for a double lung transplant in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, be with Ann Garley back there. Pray the blessing of God on her, the strength of God over her and her entire family. Laura Ann and Todd and all the grandkids, we pray the blessing of God, the strength. Be with them in this grieving season. Be with them as they grieve the loss. But Father, give them the strength needed to forge ahead. We thank you for the promise of heaven. Thank you for the promise of heaven. Greatly to be praised. We used to sing it at the storefront church. Oh Lord, praises to your name. honor to your name. Sing it, Pastor Tyson. That's it. <laughs> Come on, don't it just feel good to be in his presence? Don't it just feel good to be in his I know some of you may be bored. Some of you want to go home, but there's some of us that are home right now. This is what we were made for. We got Once we gave our life to Jesus, we just got to keep getting in this. We got to keep breathing in his presence. We got to keep being strengthened by his word. Bible says the hills melt like wax in the presence of God. I don't know what hill has been in your way. Insecurities melt in the presence of God. <laughs> Anxiety just melts away in the presence of God. We just need a good diet of just getting in his presence. And when you pray, find the presence. <laughs> The old school church used to call it praying through. We've lost that in theology, but there's a purpose, there's a time and a place where you just find the vein, find the presence, and don't rush, don't leave till you get there. There's just something about when you get to the real thing. I don't always know if I'm in a service, if it's the real thing, but I know when it's the fake thing. And it just feels good to get in the real presence of God. I just want to be around it. I just got to be in it. I just got, I was, I'm ruined. I don't know how to do church without it. Other guys have figured it out. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. Oh, Lord, praises to your name. 
Bible says that after we have prayed, we take a moment and we thank him like he's done everything we asked him to do. And I know you prayed for needs and you prayed for miracles and I know you prayed for signs and I know you prayed for wonders. But when we have presented our needs to God, the last thing we do is we just give God glory and we give God. Come on, one more time. Someone is good and his mercy endures forever. Someone say you're good and your mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. One more time. You better start playing. I can't keep delaying. <laughs> come on, come on. Put your hands together, church. Come on, come on. Your mercy endureth forever. Come on. 